Welcome back to the Pitcast. And I'm mostly saying that to myself because it feels like it's been a really long time since I've done one of these. I'm in Moss's new digs, joined as always. Dude, it has been a long time. It's been since April. And when was the last time we were, that was online. We recorded online. When was the last time we recorded in person? Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Lord's house? At Lord's house, probably. We're at your house, I thought. Did we do one at my house, like, since then? Yeah, your old apartment. Well, if you couldn't recognize his dulcet tones, Lorraine Elliman is also <laughs> is also here with us. Um, yeah, I, you know, guys, I got to be honest. I feel, like, fucking rusty. <laughs> like, crusty. I feel like, I don't know, I've taken so much time away from the game and doing this and, like, the... Like few times I've played, I've gotten absolutely destroyed. Like I think I've lost like a great deal of uh, of what once was, and it feels like a start from the beginning again. In many ways, it's like well, it's like Tom Petty said: if you don't run, you rust. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you got to fire up the engine. I've I've been the same way. Yeah, I I don't know. It's um. This this time away and back kind of reaffirms your appreciation for all of the things that I love the most about the game and the community and the relationships and everything. Um, it was funny. I felt like the if, if I look back on the past year with all of this playing online that I did, it made the game so much about one thing that was not ever really why I got into all of this. And I feel like I've just been like unplugged from the matrix a little bit. And it's like, oh shit, okay, here we are. We kind of have to build this thing back up again. It's like harder to get people together than it used to be. The dates for all these things aren't really set in stone. Everything is still like up in the air and I don't know. It feels like we're kind of building the house up again, at least like from where I am. Yeah, the meetups have been kind of like guerrilla tactics. <laughs> um, small, small, very small meetups kind of uh, put together. And maybe not last minute, but with like a week or two weeks notice. And um, yeah, there's really just been no large event. I think the most people we've had at an individual Lord's meetup has been like nine or 10. No, you know what? It was when we were at Map Room when Paul Fierro was in town. That was a great turnout. That, that felt like, like old times. Well. That did feel like old times. Yeah, but that's the most people we've had yeah. since Lord's House in one, in one room. I think a big, I think that honestly what's been getting people together like in numbers are either like traditions that we've had before or like hosting people from out of town familiar relationships you know we still have not gotten back to the meetup once a week type situation you know mm -hmm. and i think we will get there but i think everyone is just kind of getting the the rust out so the yeah like there was that map room meetup that was mostly there to be like okay somebody's in town Every, and everyone kind of like tends to rally to like play host to that person because that's what we remember about being old schoolers. You know, like when you come to town, you expect to be hosted by then. When you come to our town, like we will all show up for you. 
And before that was getting together at, at Mars to play Eternal Chaos. Which yeah, like, we'll, we'll touch on that yeah. in a little bit more detail. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially your, your inglorious defeat yeah. at the hands of the master himself. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't be too mad about that. But let's just say that the father of the format has, has leveled it up yet again. Yeah, no, I, I was met with some south side justice <laughs> but uh so what have you been up to how about we just catch up a little bit so you've you've been away from the game what have you been doing well i've been finishing trade school and i've been doing a little bit of residential electrical work and i'm kind of getting geared up to exit school and start work as a maintenance technician um and that might involve doing first, second, or third shift. Revolution Brewer is like a big hire. I've talked to one of their recruiters. There's like a uh, bakery in, or like a baking plant in Chicago. Like I won't, you know, I'll spare you all the gory details. But it's like, yeah, I finally am at the end of this road. And I've been really obsessing over that. Mm -hmm. um, about to move in with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of all these life things. But... Even like all that stuff aside, I don't know exactly what it was that's that's kind of made me feel like I'm shaking off the rust still. I think it was just like the amount of time that we spent separate from each other. Not that like anything is diminished. It just is this feeling of like, okay, we gotta like get back on the on the horse again. It's like a new habit that I that I have to establish. Yeah, at first it seemed a bit like Zoom fatigue. Like everyone was just kind of tired of being yeah. uh, playing games online after a year and a half. Yeah. And then I, I'm not sure about the local meetups, like why that's been so slow. I think because it's summer and because things have kind of opened up since COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people, including me, are like expecting things to shut down again this winter. Right. Everybody's trying to have a very full summer right now. And it's like you can't get your hopes up too much, right? Because then you get disappointed even more. So everyone still has that kind of, um, I don't know. You kind of like handle it with kid gloves still. Uh, even though here we are recording the podcast. I mean, yeah, it would. It would be tough to get a, once again into the routine of meeting up every single week only to have that, the rug pulled out from under that again, I guess. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. Um but, but I mean, that's all like really good. I mean, you've been prospering, man. Yeah, I just wanted, you know, I mean, I'm definitely not the only one that wanted to like make a big change during this time. I yeah. mean, you both have done the same thing. Lauren, your new job, your new place. I yeah. mean, like it, it was like a time of great change. You're like, shit, like I gotta, you know, I gotta get this stuff done and move on because I don't want to be like, frozen in carbonite for a year plus, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, the days of like impromptu eight dudes show up at Crown on any given night and get loaded. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, that's great for a while. That's not sustainable life practice. Yeah. I don't know if I said this on a podcast or just like privately to you guys, but I swear to God, before the pandemic, I was like, these are the golden years. Like this time yeah. when we're meeting up every week, big groups, we're just getting together all the time. Uh -huh. Lord's house. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard to keep that going because your life gets busy or you change priorities. You yeah. know, your family grows or, yeah, you get a new job and it's just tough to get the old old habits back. Yeah, it's like that. That's a really interesting perspective. You know, are, are we going to look back, 
you know, years from now and be like, oh man, that like pre-COVID era, that was like truly golden age of old school. The most amount of tournaments, the most amount of meetups, the most amount of activity when it was easiest to to enter the format for, you know, price what or you know, whatever reasons. Um I don't know. I do think that things are changing for the better. I mean, we've talked a little bit about our, you know, kind of changing proxy policy and stuff like that and, you know, when when we've come back, there definitely have been changes. Um which I think are I think are a net positive for the sake of like keeping our community intact. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have these tournaments. We have these traditions to hold on to, right? We've got Lord's House. It happened once. <laughs> you know, it's going to it's gonna happen again. It's in the works. And, yeah, and people... Yeah, knock people on wood. Exactly, right? Knock on wood. Like they, so there are some things that you do have to plan for, even though you might get disappointed, right? Because... You know, there's there's no alternative. Everyone wants it. What do you think about not having tried to do a player's ball this year, now that summer is winding down? I mean, I think given how delicately we've still been handling meeting up, it seemed like the natural course, you know? I think things have gone the way that they're supposed to have gone for, for the most part. We could have done something, but... It would have been smaller, it would have been invitation-only, probably. Yeah, and so... Yeah, I don't know that there's anywhere in the city where you can easily host 50, even, you know, three dozen, let alone 50 or, you know, 75 people right now. Like, Revolution, their big tap room is not open, is it? Like, for big group events? Yeah, so I I doubt the option is even on the table for us to do it the way that we'd we'd want to. I mean... You know, who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll. I don't know. I missed it. Like I, I, yeah. I, it was the right thing to not do it. But I remember like when the it, and it didn't even. What what made me miss it was I didn't even miss it. Like on the day or on the weekend, it would have happened. It was like a week or whatever later, and I was like, oh shit, we would have done players ball last week. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't even think about it. Yeah. At the, at the time when you guys did the contracts event which yeah. i always associate with the night before the yeah. the tournament which is in, in retrospect a very foolish decision <laughs> to, to play like the most intense drinking game of all time before the players fall maybe that's a relic of the past i mean i don't know yeah. I, i'd still show up if i was around but um yeah it like doing doing that without the ball you're just like oh yeah, it was. Yeah, no. So how about we hit up on that? So we, we did a, a contract uh, meetup. I mean, it was small. I think it was seven or eight people. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was really small, but it was still cool to get in the back of the D men, um, you know, selling some cards and you know, cast contract from below, get a couple <laughs> cabanes, and then win the game. Yeah, I mean, cards still good. You know. Yeah, so that's busted. great. I played uh, Reanimator. Go figure. Of course. You know, ditch a bunch of dudes, draw seven cards, win the game. That's great. Um, I, I like the I like the old school reanimator without like the Ice Age edition. I mean, you're really yeah, like no. It was just all 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 uh, all Hallow's Eve. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, like that mixed with Eternal Chaos, like really helps kind of like even out a little of that like old school competitive. You know, it was all games. It's like you just can't yeah. you just can't take those formats seriously, and no, that's kind of the best. They're inherently <laughs> unserious. Yeah. Yeah. So it was myself, Shane, Bob, Tim Barron, Nathan, um, 
shit, I'm missing obviously a few more guys, but it was a small group, but it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Some of the other meetups we've done this summer have been at, uh, like, so you alluded to Mars. So why don't we touch on Eternal Chaos a little bit? Oh man, yeah. I mean, I got I got real excited by Eternal Chaos. It's fun. We had like a small meetup, <laughs> like essentially like it was like back to back meetups, which were spaced be- like you know weeks apart. In for my old school world, were like only Eternal Chaos. <laughs> so it was um, it was really sweet. It's like all the fun of opening a pack of cards and seeing what you get with like playing an old school deck that you really like and then you draw the case card and you're like oh my god like i have to cast it right absolutely good or bad you're like i have to put this into play because there's just so many hilarious stories that could happen i remember at our hopewell meetup you were playing mono green And you were like, should I put this card in my deck? I don't know. The Great Hinge is like the most insane (laughs) bomb. You're like, I don't know. It seems kind of bad. It's so expensive. (laughs) I put it into play and like went off, like made a bunch of mana, like drew a bunch of cards, like won the turn after. I was like, shit, dog, you were right. That was amazing. However, only to, if I may clarify this story, it was actually my copy of the Great Hinge because it was, uh, I had opened that pack. Oh, and Other I, game. I mooched off of your yeah. uh, your dregs. Go go figure. More mooching. <laughs> uh, some things never change, no matter how many years go by. Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I can bring my own patch. Did but... you bring my mirror universes? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Cam has. Some. <laughs> They're with your workshops. They're with somewhere. my shops and my factories. Um, Happy Valley. Oregon. No, I still need those mirror universes, bro. I'm okay. gonna keep playing that. Day. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, I cracked a pack and then it's like, well, rather than opening a, a shitload more packs, just like draft from this pile of already cracked packs. And then you're like, yeah, man, take the henge, put that into play. It's like, make a man, draw a card, make a token. Well, anyways, I ended up flipping that henge, I think on eBay or whatever, for like 35 bucks. So that was some sick EV. Right <laughs> well, that's <there>. perfect. <laughs> that's like the best. And then I, I turned that into negative EV by uh, then purchasing those Meriden packs. <laughs> so then when we, we met up to play Eternal Chaos again at in back at Demon. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to play my gnarly atog list i'm gonna get myriad packs to draft <clears throat> draft all these artifacts to put in the in the atog deck and, you know, <laughs> oh, so in. this is so you're doing like what eventually ended up happening to you which is you well, plan oh, yeah. the deck oh yeah based yeah, off the packs like that you're opening but we'll get to the same so you're situation tr- so i'm just saying you're trying to level it by this point yeah i'm i'm, I'm leveling it i'm not next leveling it like what's <laughs> But, uh, so anyway, we're going through these, and the pack's like 15, 16, 18 bucks a, a pack. You know what I mean? I'm just opening it up. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hit Chalice of the Void or at least something cool like Oblivion Stone. It's and also like, a nostalgic, or no, sorry. I was just going to say, like, you, you know about mapping packs, right? And yeah, like, yeah. Moss is like, wait, what? Well, Lorian's like, those pa- packs are probably mapped. I'm like, mapped. I'm like, well, it's not like a, an Arabian's pack where you can literally see the cards through the pack. But then you, you want to mention what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so basically, I mean, old pa- I don't even know how, how mapped Mirrodin is, but generally old sets, the way that the packs are laid out is mm-hmm. that if you open up certain packs, um, like you open up, you know, the second pack from the top on the right, and that's a certain rare, then that helps you map out what's in the rest of the box yeah. to oh. the point where somebody reselling could like open up half the box, figure out if there are any valuable cards left, 
and then sell the rest of the packs that they know there's junk in mm -hmm. online for a nice, I, nice tidy profit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I seem to have been hitting the mapped packs. <laughs> I did hit like some $10 talisman, but the rest of them are all junk. Oh, right. That was a um, uncommon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I still have two packs left, so I'm holding out for Chalice of the Void, which would be sick. That would be sick. On zero. I mean, that and is a great way of justifying getting unlucky, being like, oh, they're mapped. <laughs> clearly mapped. <laughs> Cle clearly mapped. What could I have done? <laughs> clearly mapped. Uh, anyway, so then we had another Eternal Chaos meetup down on the south side, down at Mars um, in Bridgeport, Sanders Stomping Grounds. Mm. And I brought, what was my deck? Just like five color... Fun stuff, you know, four, three or four Felwar Stones, bunch of City of Brass. I just want to draft cool stuff and put it in play. Right. Sanders sits down. He's playing black and green. Okay, kind of weird. But then he slam. He's playing all artifact creatures in the abyss. I'm like, okay, not very cool, bro. But you know, whatever. <laughs> I think I was playing birds, not um, Felwar Stones. Oh, oh yeah, because God. your idea is I want to be able to play the cool best shit. bombs from yeah. the packs yeah, that yeah, I. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So then Sanders pulls open a Commander Fat Pack, Mono Green, <laughs> and he can cast, and it's like nothing but insane green bombs. Because it's not, is it random? Were they, were, was it a it random It probably is pack? not it random, no. It probably has it like. It wasn't a Commander deck. It was like a Commander, I think, supplement pack. Of just like awesome green and black cards. Yeah, it probably just, said what cards green. are in it on the back green. of the thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then he was just like playing these haymakers against me and he just waxed me. I mean like four or five games in a row. I mean, so, you know, the Godfather took it to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah, he next level. I leveled it up. I tried to level it up and failed. And then he next leveled it. And you got a horse, in the, horse head in the bed. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I don't know sure. how I'm going to one-up him, but we'll find a way. Well, an actual commander deck. An actual... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has barely any old school cards at all. Just play a commander <laughs> deck. Play, and if it comes from a pack, then you're like, shit, here yeah. you go. Just what pre-constructed, modern pre-constructed. Because what's the rule? Do they rule? even sell those anymore? There are no rules. That's the thing. That's the thing. So it's like, it doesn't, you know, there's no limit to how many cards you take from the pack, what sideboarding is. No. Like, could you just put well, Ancestral Recall and Time Walk in a blue commander deck? I mean, so we, we did make a quote unquote tweak, and uh, this was Shane's addition to the quote format. Uh, he added Booster Tutor. And you know what Booster Tutor is? It's like a, um, it's like a popular card in like some cube drafts, right? You get it's, to. It's from Unglued, I believe, and it lets you crack a pack mid game, reveal a card from that pack, and put it in your hand. Oh, that's sick. So I love that. So we're playing it unrestricted, but then the way we played it was that the first time you cast it, you crack the pack, reveal the card, put it in your hand. And then let's say I play the second booster tutor, I can go get another card from that pack that's already been opened. Oh, so you can't crack hand. a new pack. You could. I just thought it, my, my idea is like it's kind of like ridiculous to be cracking four or five packs per game. Wait, so the booster tutor is like in your 75? Yeah, it's like it's in, in your, your it's deck. It's in your sixty. So it's an old school deck that has with the card booster tutor, tutor in it. Oh, that's it's hilarious! It's fifty six card old school deck with four with copies four of copies booster, of booster tutor, tutor, which lets you pull mid game crack a pack. What does it cost? A one black, one black instant. I believe. Oh, instant yeah. in response to spell crack. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we tested that down on Mars. It's, it's just that's a, that's a keeper. Rule. That's so great. Yeah, that that is definitely a keeper rule. I like that. 
I like that a lot. And yeah, that's so Sanders to like take it to the absolute next level. That was hysterical. And just ball me into the stone age. Yeah, you gotta play you, you gotta play hard. I'm like opening up a pack of that Forgotten Realm set, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just hoping I'm, to get a Driss Doord. <laughs> hoping to get a Driss Doord, <laughs> Twinkle, and what's the other sword? Um, Icing Death. Icing Death and Twinkle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he's just pulling like on color bomb haymakers, yeah, situational bombs. And not only that, but he can just go grab him with a booster tutor and <laughs> Like, yeah, I'll just slide 40 cards into my old school yeah. deck. I mean, yeah. So in terms of like in-person magic this summer, that's basically been it from my experience. It's been eternal chaos and a little bit of contracts and yeah, the leaves are a change. It was it's it, it was the same for me. It was a nice little appetizer for getting back into the game. Like very casual, very low key. Super casual. Like you know, I don't know if I would have ran to a to another tournament. Like this is kind of the perfect little yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little amuse bouche. And and at least between all of these meetups, I think I pretty much saw everybody in the city at least once. You know, I think yeah. A lot of I think uh, most people hit up at least one of those events. Not everybody. Some people have different concerns or, or just weren't available for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it was pretty good. Pretty good turnouts in yeah. aggregate. Yeah. Um, Lorraine, how about we segue? So we've kind of covered what Carter and I have not been up to in Magic. <laughs> but you've been, this, this yeah, summer, you've yeah. definitely been more active than us, I, I would say. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so the uh, I ended up going to uh, Covite. Kumite. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. Uh, it was very small Lord's turnout, so we fit in two cars. Me, David, Ian, Greg... Uh, Jason and uh, Robert V from Wisconsin. Awesome. And I realized while I was there, like I showed up, we're kind of hanging out, we're all kind of like huddled together at a table. And I realized like we needed to bring an emissary with us. We needed somebody like you, Carter, or you, Moss, who like know a lot of people in the room. Or, you know, somebody somebody like Jaco to kind of be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, like, the sure. Lords are here. Sure, because because without that, it could be like a little, it, you know, this group with that group with that group. Yeah, yeah. Well, like... and we're just all introverts was the thing. So, <laughs> so like, we weren't, you know, like... I, I mean, a loud mouth is... I exactly. mean, MSA is a very diplomatic way of saying a loud <laughs> asshole. But, yeah. Like, I was walking around the room, like, saying hi to people, but I realized, like, it like there wasn't, uh, there wasn't that gregarious... Uh, element <laughs> from the Lords of the Pit that was missing. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those for sure. And you stayed healthy. Stayed healthy. Yeah, we actually. Not uh, everyone was as lucky. <laughs> right. Well, so we came in Friday night, decided not to hang out Friday night. Went to the event Saturday, decided not to hang out Saturday night. Nothing against anybody. We're just like introverts who get overwhelmed by like yeah. hanging out with oh, people absolutely. yeah but yeah. like in retrospect that was a real genius move because there were a couple of bozos who did not get vaxxed and uh <laughs> well yeah. buyer beware yeah caveat after um yeah i mean in, in retrospect you know it's far be from it's easy with hindsight right? yeah right i mean so i i don't want to be too critical I mean, well I, I mean it is what it is yeah right? it, it totally is what it is you know everyone makes their own choices i still think that it was an excellent effort to make the arrangements and put the tournament together, you know, I think. Oh man, the Knights were amazing as always. They had, they upped their altar game even more. There yeah. was such insane altars. There was a set of um, Knights of the Ebon Hand that were all like the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, Famine, War, 
Oh, so whatever, badass. Yeah, whatever the other two. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was amazing. Like, the Knights did such an excellent job, so I definitely don't want to take away from that at all. No. Just, uh, you know, it's a... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you're always you're always rolling the dice. You step outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah a hundred percent. Like if I could have gone to that tournament, I a hundred percent would have because I love those guys and they're they're such great hosts. And it's a it's a great fucking venue too. It is. I love that. I love that little brewery. The brewery, yeah, with the private room. Yeah, I know. There's and it's also like the perfect size. Even at like Kumite's biggest, it's always been like the perfect size tournament how many people was it this year sorry oh man put me on the spot somewhere i think somewhere between like 40 and 50 maybe that's a lot yeah Yeah. i mean could have been could have been less that's a badass turnout i mean that's a a real fucking old school magic tournament a la 2019 i mean like big ups to them for coordinating it no i mean somebody had to take a shot yeah you go Uh, for it you know and obviously there's some lessons that we can learn from that and apply you know, in the future, too. That helps. For sure. I mean, listen, when we do our 40 to 50 tournament thing, you know, it's... it's The, the same considerations need to be put into place, you know? There'll, there'll be some jitters when that happens for us, too. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I say good for him for going for it. I mean, it was... I think it was the right time and the right... I don't know. I mean... They hosted the tournament once online only. I think given the changes, it would have been, I don't know, it would have been kind of weird to do it again. So I, you know, I, I agree with, you know, mo- most of those decisions for the, for the most part. What did you play? Uh, five color, 22 card salute. So it played every restricted card. That is an old school. <laughs> like channel? Including channel. Yeah, like channel. Green. <laughs> yep. It played channel and two fireballs. I never got to channel fireball ah. anybody. Uh, I played time vault, which the basically the best thing that ever happened with time vault is I would play it on turn two, and then somebody would disenchant it. Yeah. I was like, You're like sweet. I so happy about that. <laughs> That's fine. <yeah. laughs> well, it is one of those cards that makes the hair kind of stand up on the back of your neck, you know? I mean, listen, I've played enough games against Danny to be like, oh, God. <laughs> the time vault. <laughs> no! Not another one of you! Please! Keep it to yourself! Don't let the information get out there. So who amongst our lords finished highest? Oh, man. I thought Jason was actually in a really good spot. He was... Happel. Uh, Happel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he was, like, in the top seat, or he was at table one... One round, was it the last round? No, it was the last round. He was at table one the last round and he lost to Pez, but he got like pushed way, <laughs> like I guess his tiebreakers were garbage That's at that Swiss point. for you yeah. folks. Yeah, like, perfect. Like that's, happened to Apple. that's happened to him at numerous events where he's like <laughs> at the top table in the last or second to last round and then loses one of those and just has a, the breakers kill him and he falls to like fourth or sixth or seventh or yeah, yeah that's Swiss I mean you know he was in the top eight at Lord's house but yeah ran into the big dog so you yeah. beat him in the first round really badly <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah he, he got me good <laughs> who was he playing black blue red Chris he, uh, mono mono red like goblins mono red yeah yes. and so we played the round before that and um I made a bad, I made a really bad decision with Time Twister one game. I should not have Time Twistered him in. I was, <laughs> the, usually the bad, 
Usually, the bad decision with Time Twister is casting it. Yeah, right? exactly. That's that's generally been my, like unless you're way behind. Like I was worried about what could be in his hands, and then he just drew into like it's yeah. all the burn. I've got some Time Twister woes to share in a little bit, but the worst is when you play the land to cast the Time Twister, so you you don't even get the benefit of the land draw. Right. Because you're going to draw four or five lands if you're me, and you don't even get the benefit of getting the. That is true. That does happen to Moss and nobody else. Exactly. It's, it is. And in order, kind of <laughs> it happens to everybody, but it happens to me a little bit extra. Oh God, I do miss matching. <laughs> so the, how the twenty-two gun salute worked for you there? Uh, three and three. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like I had a couple close matches. I got beat by White Weenie uh, by Rob from the Knights. I can't yeah, remember yeah. his last name. He's, uh, I played him a couple times, and he's really good with that deck. Yep. Uh, and then I lost to Raja in the last round, so we were both three and two. So we're just playing for glory, just like who gets to have a winning record and who yeah. has like yeah, a mediocre record. So. Uh, but you want it? No, yeah. no, I lost. I, no, no, but you want it. I, you want? Oh, you, absolutely. You, oh, you do you want yeah. glory and beating yeah. Raja? I mean, yeah. let me tell you, it's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and you would know. <laughs> Yeah, man. So he got me in three games. I uh, he was on dreams, and he just like whipped so many times. Game one, like time walk, time twister, winds of change, all the shit. Could not find an underworld dreams, and uh, finally let me untap. I like hit him with a Sarah down to twelve or something, and then just had a huge fireball for him. Nice. <laughs> that, was, that was a good feeling. But then he just like he totally uh, stopped me the yeah. other two games. <sighs> Bald. Well, I love the I love committing to the concept. I mean, it's one thing to play a bunch of restricted cards, and that is usually very good. But playing all the restricted cards, uh, you know, yeah, it's a meme deck for sure. Yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. That's I, I wanted to do it, and you know, went three and three. That's about that's about what that that's a three and three deck. I think a hundred percent. Maybe there's other ways to configure the all restricted cards deck in the you know most optimal way. Blah blah blah. This and that, but. Yeah, yeah, seems seems fine. So what uh, what did the other lords play? Ooh, gosh, I think David was on his usual berserk black green build. I think maybe time vaults as well. Sure. Um, oh man, I'm so. Little Greg was probably on some Japanese horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on like Green White or something. I think he, oh, that's was, right. he, he was playing something he, a little bit different. He bought If Biffa Freets, right? And so he's that's like, right, yeah. yeah. Never yeah. mind. My, a piece of love to Greg. But he didn't <laughs> He didn't Greg. know that the If Biff's uh, activated ability that either player could activate. Oh, <laughs> oh my Greg, that it, is so embarrassing. It wasn't printed in Japanese, so he didn't know what it could do. <laughs> he he it, like DM'd me about the deck, too. Hey, dude, I'm like... Card, dude. I'm in the middle of a game. <laughs> I know. I, I'm pretty positive that I said like something about if Biff's downside, but oh, but it was probably had to do with like that and Scrib Sprite. So he was thinking, oh, if I activated the Scrib Sprite, die too. Oh, Greg. That's like when Cam was calling me in the middle of a game for tips. <laughs> like, dude, when, wait, when was this? <laughs> when was he calling you for tips? <laughs> Yeah, we'll just let that be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it could have happened more than once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The less the, the less said, the better. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Kumite, I mean, it, I, I hope they keep doing it. So normally it was a spring event. So are they going to transition to running at summers now, or are they going to basically run two within a year to get it back on quote-unquote schedule? Or no, I think I think they're just going to wait till the spring next year. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Did, did they do the chaos thing with the, the, the multi-tier level... 
They had something like that, but that was kind of a side event. If it happened, I didn't see anybody doing that. The main thing was like a friend of a friend's wife, I think, had cancer, and so they were trying to raise money for yeah. her. And so oh, they see uh, that's why those guys are just like the best. Yeah, I think you may have talked about this on the last on the last podcast. Yeah, we did because Quail did that altered deck. Yeah, they, they raised a few thousand bucks. Oh, and they auctioned the deck. Yeah, they auctioned the whole thing. Sorry to like ask questions about yeah, something yeah. I should have listened to, but that's all good. You didn't do your research. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, oh, I'm not on this episode. Fuck, I am. Uh, yeah, uh, shit. <laughs> Do I see my name on the uh, in the headlines? <laughs> on the marquee. <laughs> on the marquee. That's, that's exactly the word I was looking. For. Oh, my name's not on the marquee. No, <laughs> I missed this one. I'm below the fold. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Quail did that altered deck. They raised a couple grand for it. Yeah, that was pretty slick. Well, bears repeating, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. No bullet. Um, I'm trying to remember what the so he all the altars were done in a Japanese artistic style theme, um, and I think it was Armageddon. I think it was Ban Armageddon. Or Ernie Geddon. Ernie Geddon, yeah. Um, but I don't remember the particulars. Well, that's great. Classic deck. Great entrance into the format. That's sweet. And for good cause. Yeah. You know who won the last Chaos Orb flip challenge that they had? <laughs> well, you know, as Lorian said, it, was, it wasn't really the main event. So oh, okay. Well, you know who won the last one they had. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really, All right, well, you know. It's like, whatever. <laughs> I enjoyed my time holding the big gold belt. And winning the Chaos Orb thing. It truly it truly was your day. It all comes back to me. <laughs> how, do I, how do I bring this story back to my mind? Remember what I did? That was yeah. great, everybody. <laughs> Perfect. It's all good. It's all good. We got to live in the glory years now because I think the best, like you said, the best is behind <laughs> us. Um, yeah, that's a good good time to transition, I think. Um, Lorraine, so you've been playing a lot of middle school lately. Um, when we met up, you were doing, uh, when we met up down at Map Room, mm-hmm. we had a fun showdown of my Big Brown versus your um, survival deck. Is that the deck you ended up playing in the Stones? summer uh middle school tournament yeah so this one i'm playing uh the band survival madness deck yeah uh there's been five tournaments that i've been a part of uh so this one is four five four five yeah this one's number five i just can't remember what it's called it's like okay it's not yeah school's out i think was the summer one but they've all been they've all been fantastic that uh, it's all online it's all online uh it's managed through discord um, until this season, they had always had like a weekly game would be on Twitch. Mm-hmm. That was really fun to watch. Um, unfortunately, those videos aren't archived. I guess like you have to pay for a premium account to like save those videos for more than hmm. a couple weeks, or like you know you can oh, only record okay. so many so many videos before they get written over. Mm. Uh, but they're having some te- technical difficulties this time, or just like scheduling things. So mm-hmm. no um, no Twitch matches right now. Maybe for the top eight. You won a couple of those. Don't be modest. Yeah, yeah. So, so first one I played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. Mm. I'll, I'll hype it up. That's pretty cool. I watched some of the uh, stream games too, or the the replays. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've had I've had pretty good luck uh, with that tournament. So I played Band Survival Madness in the first one. I top aided. Second one, I played Red Black Goblins. I won that, which like, goblins are insane. If you want to win a tournament, play goblins. Yeah. Uh, third one yeah. was Blue Black Dreadnought. Yes, I won really that cool. one as well. I kind of uh, I wanted to play a good deck, but I kind of underestimated how strong that deck actually is. Yeah. yeah. 
So just kind of sailed sailed through a lot of the matches. So just like duress, stifle, and not, and then what a bunch of other business. Yeah, limb duels, vault, force of will, two counter spell, two days, just yeah. like a portent. Portent is incredible, especially against other duress and cabal therapy decks. So you like don't necessarily keep the perfect hand, but you portent and you like find the stuff on top and you keep it safe from their discard until yeah, you're ready sick. to set up. Yeah, I think portent's a super underplayed card. It's really really good. It's good. It's really not far away from Ponder at all. And then if you get ahead, you can portent them, uh, which is a little funny online. Like they've got, to, you've got to like trust that they're like closing their eyes, and so then they're just kind of like holding up the cards to the camera, but their eyes are closed, and you gotta try to communicate to them. How and you're like, okay, put, put your left hand on top of your right hand, and then your right hand on the bottom yeah. of your you little yeah. hokey pokey type. Of <laughs> So like with Dreadnought, you know, you only need a turn or two to kill them. And so if you make them whiff once or twice, the game is over. How do you, so if, if they, they somehow blow up your Dreadnought, how do you get the second threat online before you die? That's yeah. the hard part I found yes. playing that deck. Yeah, so I tested Esper before that. And what I found was that it was incredibly powerful. It had things like Meddling Mage, yeah. uh, Enlightened Tutor, but it had no card advantage whatsoever. And something like Accumulated Knowledge or Intuition, that's going to be too slow. So going black-blue, you can play more islands, which means you can play Gush. And so your draw engine is Gush plus Limb Duels Vault. Mm -hmm. So if you, like, so let's say you have, like, nothing in hand except a Limb Duels Vault. You, or, like, maybe a Limb Duels Vault and a Gush. Basically, like, even though Limb Duels Vault is card disadvantage, it can set up both pieces of the combo, which you can Gush into and then play. Mm -hmm. So it's not a it's not a mid or or late game deck. It's really like winning very quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it can go the distance with Limdul's Vault and Gush. Those are really the key. So I I tweaked around on that deck a little bit, and I had um, Psychotog as the backup plan. I was playing a lot of draws though, AKs and shit. The shit you said doesn't work. <laughs> or it's like too slow. Is the, yeah. It's slower. Yeah. I, I guess I was playing a slower version, but I I had uh, Psychotog in as the backup plan if we got to the mid. You know. Yeah. I've seen people play Psychotog, Shadow Mage Infiltrator. Yep. Uh, Mesmeric Fiend can also just be like, you know, a little chip damage. It can get there, it can take their most important card. It can make them waste removal on, you know, so then your Dreadnought has an easier time. Yeah. The Shadow Mage, is he is a three mana guy that like... Yep. One, like one black and one blue. Is, is that card good enough? Uh, if you're looking for a long game huh. answer, he can draw a ton of cards. Like if... You kind of have to back him up in the same way that you back up Dreadnought. Like, you have to keep him safe. Mm. But yeah, he gets out of hand if if they don't deal with him and if they don't have artifact creatures or black creatures to block him. Which, he, like, those are ifs. So it's not... He's not an outstanding card, but he does fit into certain decks really well. And if you can protect him, then he, he can just, you know, let you draw a bunch of cards. He's, what, a 2-2 two, two with fear? He's a 1-3. One, 1-3 three. One, three with fear? Yeah. So it's good, you know, so like... <sighs> yeah, that's a tough one for me. The only way you're going to win with Shadow Mage Infiltrator mm -hmm. damage is by, like, attacking with him, drawing into another one, yeah. and, then, and then getting them both down. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely winning for the two damage a turn at that point. Okay, Lorian, I just had an idea. So Mullen sent me this deck. Okay. This is on the spot, ladies and gentlemen. Lorian, the, the middle school deck doctor, why don't you, like, read off the list... And tell me what you like about this and what you'd change. So this is Ooh. probably what I'm going to start playing. Okay. Sure. So... This is what you're going to print off on the laser jet? <laughs> While I grab another beer. Yeah, at least at least 80% will be right at that. 
All right, so this is a full English breakfast deck. It's got, uh, what is it, 21 lands. Four survival, four stifle, four mana leak, two intuition, one impulse, four force of will, three dreadnought, one achroma, one ink, uh, cephalid ink shrouder, I think it's called, um, a squee, four uh, volaris shapeshifter, two finned horn elves, one hypnox, one wall of roots, one iridescent angel, one mana war, one phage. I'll post a photo of this. Yes. Cool. Um, in general, I would say so. A, a general point that I would make about uh, full English breakfast is that it's really weak to uh, discard. Actually, so in the fight when I won with red black goblins, mm -hmm. I faced um, full English breakfast in the finals. Oh and wow! I had a better seed, and so I was on the play. And basically, both games, I think I just like either to rest him or, you know, it's an open deck list at that point, which like for me, yeah. I love, I love top eight <laughs> where it's open deck list. Cause like you really can't prepare. And, yeah. it's been, and like Cabal therapy is so much more insane when yes. you know every card that they're playing, you know, yeah. but like it doesn't matter. It's just, you're just naming survival. Well, right, 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 right. And so both games, I disrupted his ability to play survival. And so he was just like, you know, playing awkward thing. Like the last turn of the game, he paid five mana to play a Genesis, for example. And like that was not enough against uh, yeah, Goblin Piledriver or the Goblin Pyromancer or whatever it was. Like it just was not, it was just too slow. So in general, I don't like that. Um, so this version has the Stifle Knot package in it. Yes. Um, but I worry about, the, the, see what the thing with these decks, what makes me the most nervous is mana. Because if you're not playing with the fetch lands in middle school, you you're having a lot harder time putting your your stuff into play. Yeah, I think all the the strongest three color decks are allied colors. So like blue, white, black. Yeah, red, green, white. Red, green, white. Yeah, colors colors like that. I mean, there might be a few there might be a few colors uh, wedges or whatever that that are really strong. But for the most part, like getting those eight fetch lands is really important. Yeah, yeah, it it does. It makes a huge difference. So. Um, you also need like a net density of blue cards for force of will in yes. this deck, but I do think that you want to be forcing. Um, yeah, you gotta have force or cabal therapy in this type of deck. You, you absolutely have to. You yeah. have to have some way of either early disruption or, or protecting your survival turn. Why? And that's the benefit of playing force is that like that's what I like so much about my my band survival madness. Oftentimes it can win without survival, but if you want to protect it and you have a force in hand you can protect it against duress. And then that will buy you enough time to, to lay down the survival. Oftentimes decks that play things like duress or cabal therapy don't have ways to interact with the survival once it hits the board. Mm -hmm. So then you're safe. So then you get your squee and you just start howling mining. You, you start jamming. Yeah, you just jam them. Yeah, so do you think that the deck benefits from having that alternate win condition in the form of, um, the Frexian Dreadnought. Am, am, I, am I getting the name of the card right? Mm -hmm. One Mana 12 Yeah, Dr Dreadnought. Dreadnought. Or do you think that it should focus a little bit more on having a smoother curve, putting in the four birds, the walls, all that mm. stuff? Birds is really good in this deck. I mean, especially with Cabal Therapy, but I could see why you wouldn't play it if you weren't playing Cabal Therapy. Um, I mean, you'll see. Like, I tried to do something similar to this. It was not full English Breakfast, but it was basically the like Loyal Retainers at Chroma combo with 
the Dreadnought package. And what I found, and what a lot of people who play Dreadnought, they say like you don't want to dilute the combo at all. So you can like put Dreadnought into any list and um, and get there just because sometimes like you're going to draw the combo and that's going to be great. Uh, but definitely one thing I noticed about the blue black Dreadnought is that it was so insanely consistent. And mm -hmm. like if you were just playing a fair deck, you were not ever going to win against it because you were like, you know, I was pretty much always going to have the combo. This it's less consistent. I might play Portents actually to like to help put that combo together. I mean, Portent would help you get Dreadnought, Stifle, or Survival. Any three of those pieces. Damn. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think the main thing is just like play it. So, you know, play a bunch of games and then see like are the Mana Leaks as good as you thought they would be? Is the Dreadnought combo as good as you thought it would be? Uh, I know some people would even maybe just play one Dreadnought. They would play like four cycles and then one dreadnought or something like that. So then you can just co go survival for it. Because you have but, all the tutors for it. Yeah, but a really powerful thing about about dreadnought, especially if you're playing lotus battles, that you can play it like on turn one, you know. Uh, but you can play it on turn two. If you're surviving for dreadnought, that slows you down. You're probably talking about turn three at the fastest. That's the thing. Like survival is not. Um, you know, I was playing a survival version of madness the the other day, and I'm like. Shit, I just want the careful studies. Like, I just want to go fast with this Madness deck. Like, Survival is obviously an excellent card, easily one of the top two cards in the format. But um, when it comes to having, like, a cohesive game plan, it's not free to include that card in your deck when you're trying to do, like, something very quickly. Um, you know... I don't think that Full English Breakfast does either thing, or th this deck especially, it doesn't do either thing quickly unless you literally have, like, Survival, or unless you have Stifle plus Dreadnought plus Blue Card plus Force plus two lands. And I don't think it, I, I, you know, it's, when you don't put that many birds in the deck, it's hard to kill people on turn three with the, you know, Phage plus Shapeshifter thing, right. too. So... It's kind of like you you put multiple combos in, but both are slower. Is that necessarily better? Because the things that disrupt one sort of disrupt the other, right? If they just plow the Dreadnought or if they plow the Shapeshifter, it's sort of the same. So, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot, but um, I do think putting Portent in the deck is probably great. Yeah, <laughs> it know? just feels so good, right? Like, and you shuffle every turn with survival yeah. and like, yeah, drop those, so. Drop those mana leaks. Yeah, maybe maybe mana leak isn't exactly where you want to be. Um, you've got force of will if you want to interact and you might want more cantrips. I, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I'll probably play the list like as is. Yeah, do it. For a play, little bit. Play a bunch of games, man. And then, and then see, but yeah. And I, I will say like, you hate to draw, in that deck, you hate to draw Devourer or Triskelion without having survival. But that is also the insta-win combo that it's really hard to disrupt if you set it up right. Like. That's probably the coolest thing that Full English Breakfast does. If you, once you have Devourer in the graveyard and a Triskelion in your hand and survival in play, it cannot be disrupted. Yeah, they can't, they can't swords, they can't, they can't yeah, disenchant, they can't, yeah. can't do anything. Yeah, I, that's why I like the Devourer Trike thing and I might be inclined to get rid of like the Phage and the What's the protection from all colors angel that's in there? Oh, iridescent angel. Iridescent angel. Yeah, I'm. You know, I might. 
I might get rid of those for the sake of like it's either that combo or that combo. But yeah, we'll see. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for letting me uh, put put you on the spot. There. That was our deck tech segment. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I don't know. I just I just like had the list and I've been thinking about it, so I sort of wanted to uh, to hear your thoughts. Got to pick it. the biggest brain in the room while you got. <laughs> and I am sort of going to the best. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of going to the best, um, Cam hosted an, is hosting. It's still ongoing. <laughs> you mean the best going to him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the smoothest segue, but he'll appreciate it. Um, yeah, he's hosting an online tournament. Well, not really a tournament. It's just kind of a somewhat organized battle royale called Double Dragon. And it was eight pods of five. It's all online, obviously. Eight mm-hmm. pods of five. And then he, he has... <laughs> Does the winner get a workshop? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't go there. Um, anyways, the uh, <laughs> that completely derailed me. Sorry. Um, eight pods of five, and then we're playing under like Cam's rules, which means like <laughs> you you must tap your city of brass for a manifold. There's one. there's all these two of so channel is a two of. JM Day Tome is a two of. Not you don't have to play them, but it's instead of being restricted oh, or a okay. four of, it's a two of. Um, what are some other ones? I I could have prepared for this segment. I did not. <laughs> so it's like the cards. It's Workshop kind of a, is a two of. Right. Wishes Factory is a two of. Right. Um, Wheel of Fortune is a two of. So there's all these different powerful cards that he's just kind of upping a little bit, and then a few things he's neutering a little bit. I don't know why Jane Daytone got the short shrift, but it was knocked down to a two of. This really, this format feels like it's going over to, like, you know, you're a 13-year-old kid going over to a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. And this friend just, like, really likes certain cards and really hates certain cards. And while you're in his treehouse, you're playing by his rules. Yeah, this friend has four or five copies of a certain card, so it's unrestricted or not restricted at all, right? Or, um, no, absolutely. Uh, so anyways, I built, uh, I rebuilt my beef tog list, which was Jeskai Colors, 4A tog, 4 Man of Law, 4 Triskelion, 4 Shiven Dragon. And then because wheel was a two of, I threw in two wheels for uh, Black Vice. And, uh, you, know, uh, you could have played with two channel, man. Where's, your, power, where's your fighting spirit? I tried that. It was miserable. I did some testing games against Cam, and he just wiped the floor Get with Get out of here. I'll, I'll, channel I'll send you a great two-channel right, deck. two is not four. Right, I know what you're thinking. You go, you know, turn one, you know, whatever, green source, elf, turn two, channel, trike, mirror universe. No, when you have Hell two yeah. channel, you don't do that. You just draw the channel on turn seven and die. <laughs> it just comes when you need anything else. The, the two channel deck with your, with your opening seven, you mull, and then on your six, you have like two or three six drops and you lose. That's how the deck works. So anyways, yeah, I was playing this, uh, my, my revitalized beef tog list and um, I just could not stop drawing lands <laughs> with, <laughs> with Wheel of Fortune. Wow, I can think of some great decks for you to play. Yeah. Actually, ones with Jane Daytone would be yeah. really great oh, if she yeah, keep right. drawing lands. Yeah, yeah, play that uh, Lands Edge deck. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I went two and two and, and showed myself the door, so back to 500, you know. Back, back to your point from the beginning, Cam. It's like the rust is real. The, yeah, the rust is real. Even in Cam's horse shit house rules, <laughs> the rust is still showing. Yeah, two's an interesting. It's like enough to hate on some shit and then also boost up some of the stuff that you wish you saw yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> well, obviously not. But it's fun but, to try. You know, yeah, for sure. 
Throw him a bone. Throw him a bone. What else is going on? I think we're running running low on the list here. Oh, why don't we talk a little bit about Fall Brawl? Oh. Do we think? Oh, you know what? I had a note to myself. I wanted to send a shout out to Robert Vincent. He's been helping me a lot with Siggy's collections, which is like this year, you know, we haven't been playing a lot, as you know, and as we talked about, but right. I've been doing a lot of um, bolstering my collection of artist sign cards. And he's been helping me a lot with coordinating with uh, Aronowitz, his sign- signature service. He posted so, some tasty jacket Yeah, he did. Routes. Yeah, he's, he got some real heaters back from Sandra Everingham. Yeah. Uh, the, um, and obviously this is now theater of the mind, the way I'll describe them, but they were uh, mis- miscuts that she had signed in the miscut borders. So if you're thinking of like a super extended white border on one side or whatever, and she would sign up in that border. Really yeah. cool shit. Yeah, it just looks really, really nice. But yeah, super shout out to Robert who's been helping me out. So I'm very thankful for that. That's great. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Fall Brawl, um, I'm hoping we can still do it. Um, you know, and there's no reason, like you said earlier, you know, there's no reason not to plan ahead. If we have to adjust the plan at the last second, you know, kick the can down the road a little bit, we'll do that. I think so. This is, this, by the way, for uh, our uh, new listener, <laughs> singular. <laughs> Um, is our 95 tournament where we throw Ice Age into the, into the mix. And Homelands. And, and Homelands. We yeah, have highly relevant. Thank you. Peace and love. <laughs> With our own, we, we've got our own, like, you know, banned and restricted things there. Uh, I, I forget if we decided we'd, like, make changes after last year, but, and maybe Danny will show up in person this time to defend his ground. We'll see. Yeah, he won the 2.5 version, which we did online last year. Yeah. And so I'm still very much wanting to try to organize it for in person. Yes, everyone knows Danny won. <laughs> you know, so be it. In excruciating detail. <laughs> God. Any other? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> anything else about Danny here? Um, so, yeah, no. Hopefully we can do back a D-Man, or I've got one or two other spots in mind. Um, you know, if we can get... 16, 18, maybe even two dozen people, I think it's worth doing. Right? Yeah. It sounds perfect. Yeah. And it's another one of those things where like it's part of a tradition. People know it. People want to show up for it. Like And it's like the only tournament where we play that format, right? Basically, yeah. It's a it's a magical time. Yeah. I don't know that dust off your storm binds. Yeah. Your yeah. I don't know if about running it on I mean if we don't do it, I don't know about running it online again. I don't know if there's a lot of appetite for online tournament play. One day tournaments are awful, man. On online, online, they're just. I find them like pretty miserable. Like, uh, we did a Friday meetup that was three rounds, eight people, something like that. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. That was fine. Three rounds is doable. Any more than that online, and you just like, you just like wasting your whole day, and you're sitting at your computer, hunched over. Yeah. I think in person, you know, six rounds is pretty easy online is probably the max that I'd want to be a part of. Spending a Saturday at my computer is yeah. not optimal, especially if you look out the window and it's a nice fall day. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck am I here? Yeah, it's like stars hollow out there. Yeah. <laughs> the leaves are blowing in the wind. You're like, um, I'll untap. Yeah, you're trying to grind out an online W. Yeah. A digital W. <laughs> <laughs> a digi-dub. Yeah, it's suboptimal. Uh, anyways, so more to be revealed on that. Um, Still really want to do that event, though. Yeah, there's, there is something about that format that's, like, really fun to talk about because, I don't know, it, sometimes it still feels 
sort of broken, something crazy could still happen. Like, I know we've done a bunch about like 95 in the past, and yeah. if this tournament goes down, which I hope it will, we probably will have more stuff to talk about in the future. Hope for the future, man. Hope for the future is right, and the future is bright. So, you know, let's fucking, let's fucking get to it. It was a pleasure. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming over, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, we um, let's not make it four months before we do the next one. Agreed. Agreed. Listen, I've got the I've got the fever again, man. Like yeah. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, but that middle school deck's gonna fucking tank. And gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be worse than my last one. My last one was really bad. The blue red tricks. I mean, that deck sucked. That I deck really sucked. Well, I can play the intuition so. Do 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 do